Hi, and welcome to the Sober Stories podcast. I'm Faye Edwards, and in this series, I'm going to be speaking to some amazing guests about their journeys to sobriety. When we embark upon a new journey, it's often helpful and inspirational to listen to the experiences of people like us who have already been through it and we can learn from their experiences. Whether you're sober, sober curious or thinking of cutting down on drinking, Sober Stories is the podcast for you. To find out more, visit www.fayedwards.co.uk forward slash sober hyphen stories. And welcome to this episode of Sober Stories with me, Faye Edwards. Today, I'm delighted to have as a guest, Jason Smith. Hello, Jason. Hello. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Faye. Let's start the uh, podcast off. Can you give us a quick introduction about yourself? Yeah, so uh, so I'm Jason. Um, I'm, uh, I'm married. I've got a 10-year-old son. Um, and I spend most of my time primarily looking after him. Um, uh, after essentially retiring from work about five years ago, um, where I was uh, an executive of a, of a media company. I do a bit of consulting, um, but my number one priority is to look after, after my son. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to be 50 in four days' time. So, uh, Happy so birthday to them. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so that's something to, look, <laughs> something to look forward to. Um, and I live in Surrey on the, uh, the edge of the Surrey Hills, which is a beautiful location to go and walk my, uh, my two German Shepherd dogs, who you may hear at some point during this podcast. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, so yeah, first of all, happy birthday and the big 5-0 in four days. That's amazing. Um, so we're talking, this is about our sober journeys and our sober stories. Where would you, how would you describe uh, your drinking um, over, over the, until you decided to stop? Um, I, I guess from my, from my teenage years, it, it gradually got, um, got worse and worse. Actually, during my, my teenage years and my, probably my, my 20s, um, it wasn't that bad. It was limited to social occasions, etc. Um, but up until the beginning of this year, when uh, when I when I finally um, made the decision and followed through to, to quit, <clears throat> I was at the stage where I was uh, where I was drinking um, around about two bottles of wine, maybe more, uh, every evening, and that's when I realised that that things had just gotten out of hand and uh, and too much, and particularly because it was starting to affect, um, well, was affecting the way that. Um, that, that I was, the way that I felt, the way that I behaved, the way that I thought um, every day. And um, yeah, and that's when I realized that actually this isn't just, uh, you know, part of normal kind of life, which I think the media tends to, to lead you to believe this is, this is a problem and uh, I, I need to do something about it. And was there a something specific that happened? Um, sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. But you know, is there one occasion where you said, "Right, this is it. This is my time. Enough is enough." Well, kind of, yeah. Um, I, I think I think the the answer to the question is twofold. I think, firstly, I'd gone through probably a period of about a month where I was really starting to hate myself frankly for what I was doing to myself and and those that are closest to me and um, I, I can absolutely remember pretty much every morning you know whilst cleaning my teeth looking at myself in the mirror feeling like absolute crap and and just saying what on earth are you doing to yourself and calling myself all the names under the sun um, but unfortunately you know by the time that evening arrived, I'd be opening an, up another bottle of wine um, and then opening up another one at some point during that, uh, that evening and perhaps even a third. And, and I think that, you know, as th there was a kind of gradual um, incremental effect from all of those mornings of just, you know, really not liking what I was doing. But then... One morning, um, on the morning of the 21st of January, to be exact, I was drinking my coffee, um, 
desperately trying to to sober up and uh, and and wake up from the horrible hangover that I had, flicking through Instagram. And there was a post from somebody I don't know in in real life, but um, but we follow one another on on Instagram, and and that just really made me think. And it was almost like a, a, a switch had been flicked in my head, and and that was it. You know, I, I it, it just inspired me to to what make the change. Say? Well, there'd been a post a couple of weeks earlier where he had decided to go sober and he had posted a picture that his, his wife had taken off him, basically crashed out on the sofa, drunk, um, and saying, I've had enough of this, um, I'm going to go sober. And I looked at that picture and just thought, oh my God, that's me. Um, yeah. And that really added to everything that I just said before in terms of how I was feeling about myself. Um, and then on that morning, he posted a, a picture of, ironically, um, uh, Bilbo Bag Baggins from uh, from The Hobbit and uh, and Lord of the Rings, running through um, through the meadows, and uh, the words "I'm going on an adventure" underneath. And I I stopped and I stared at it, and I just thought, that's how I want to feel. I want to feel like. I'm living my life that I'm that I'm having fun that I'm I'm going on adventures. Frankly, I I want to be happy, and and it was that photo that just, as I say, flicked the the switch in my head, and um, and I kind of I kind of knew straight away that 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 was it for me, that um, that something had changed. It, it, everything just felt different in my head, in my body. And I really, really wanted to do this now. I, I was no longer trying to stop. I was, I was stopping. I think it's, um, there's so many things in there that you just said that are really worth kind of exploring a bit more. One is, uh, I'm a firm believer in things happening for a reason. And you saw that post that day for a very specific reason. There was a message there, wasn't there, for you mm. in that one post. And the other thing is, I don't think we ever realize the impact of what we share, be it on social media or in anything else, on other people who are strangers. You know, there is no way that person that day could have known the impact of his post on you. And that it was that was responsible for an absolute life changing moment. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's, we all post things on, uh, on Facebook or Instagram or, or whatever our social media poison of choice is. But, um, you know, how that affects people um, positively or negatively, you know, is, is probably, you know, unknown and beyond our, our capability of thinking. And what really, it really resonates with me as well in that what you're saying about you knew in that moment that this was your time, that you know, that this was going to happen. It was exactly the same for me. Um, and that's what's really difficult to try and explain to people at the start of their journey, isn't it? Because um, who knows, you know, what things are aligned on that day, in that moment, that is so powerful that you know that this is, this is the time for you. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it's... I, I've heard a lot about, you know, a ch change happens in an instant, but sometimes it takes years to get to that instant. And that, that's, that's exactly what I, what I experienced, you know. And, and I think that everything that happened, all of the, the attempts, um, the failures, the, the feelings, the experiences that I had in the, in the run-up to that day when I did finally stop, you know, contributed and massively contributed to, to my decision to stop on that day. But there was that one thing which just pushed me over the edge. And I think, you know, that, that could happen to anybody and it will be different too um, for everybody. But that one thing, that when it happened, I just, I, it's difficult to describe just how, how impactful it was on yeah. me. And I think... I don't know if you feel the same. There was um, such clarity in that moment. The power of the clarity was what struck me. Yes. It was yes. 
there was no arguing with it. There was no, this isn't going to work. It was just pure clarity. This is it. This is, this is me from now on. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's almost as though you know that you, you can't go back and, and clearly, you know, when anybody decides to, 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 to make a brave decision, I think, to, um, to go sober, it, it, it isn't easy. Um, but if you've got something like that, and if you've got that certainty um, in, in your mind, it helps a lot in terms of, of the progress that you can make, particularly when, you know, the inevitable temptations arise. So the 21st of January, you'd had your moment. Mm. How was it from then on in? Um, was it an easy ride? <laughs> It was, I would say it was up and down is probably the, the best way of describing it. But on that, on that day um, and on the, the, the two or three days that followed that, I absolutely immersed myself in anything that I could find that would, um, uh, that, that, that would reinforce the positivity of my decision to, to stop drinking. Um, so the the guy who who posted the Bilbo Baggins picture, I, I looked at his profile page and I saw a picture of him reading the unexpected joy of being sober, um, and so I download I purchased and downloaded that book um, at about ten a.m. that morning, um, and by two o'clock in the afternoon I I read half of it um, yeah. Yeah. because I was just so determined to 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 get that information and to to kind of i suppose um reinforce my decision mm. i also went online and and looked for stories of of celebrities and and famous people you know, robert downey jr for example um russell brand and various others that had, had made the decision to to go sober um and i just kept filling my my mind so that whenever i thought of sobriety i thought of it in a positive um, positive view rather than uh, a negative one. Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. You you can frame it, can't you? Either as, oh God, I'm missing out. What am I going to do on Friday night? Or you can go, there are these people that I really admire and who are really inspirational, and they're talking about how amazing their life is now. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that um, uh, the other thing that I did was that I I. I kind of painted a picture in my mind and, and even wrote down a description of, of what my sober life would be like so that it, it wasn't like I was giving something up. In, in my mind, I was starting, uh, starting something new, which was better, which was exciting, which was, you know, the, the, the adventure that was mentioned in the, um, yeah, yeah, build in, the, in, the, in the field. And what was on your, uh, unless it's, you don't want to share it. What was what, what did your life look like on that piece of paper? It, it looked pretty similar to, to the life I'm now living, and and it was there, there were <laughs> there were lots of I suppose um, feelings and emotions that I'd written down. So if, you know, the the one thing that I I really didn't like um, when I was when I was drinking was just how tired and lethargic I would be every day. So having energy and doing things and, and um, having adventures, you know, that, that word adventure was a key for me, um, was, was, was definitely something that, um, that I focused on. It was being healthier. It was being, uh, feeling, feeling healthier, feeling fitter, um, being fitter, doing more, being happier. Um, and, and, and all of those kind of things. And, and, you know, the, the, the great thing is that um, having written all of those down and, and, and pictured them in my mind countless times, those, those are the feelings that I now feel and, the, and, and I now do things that, you know, I couldn't have done when I was, uh, when I was sober. When I, well, sorry, before I was sober. And I think what you've said there is really important because some people... And there's a, a phrase um, that I really, really work with a lot, and it is, the point of power is always in the present moment. And mm. 
people seem to think that their idea of this life that they want is outside of their control. When in actual fact, the exact opposite is the truth. It is totally within their control. They already have it within themselves to make that happen. And they're the only people who can make it happen. And so that what you've just described is exactly that process of this is my life now. This is, it isn't how I want it to be. I want these things. And what do I need to do to make it happen? And you've done them. Absolutely. And, and I think on that, uh, on that note, because I felt responsible for all of the negatives that came attached with my drinking, um, I also felt responsible for creating all of the positives that happened um, and that I wanted to happen um, during my sobriety. And that, that sense of, of me being the person who was firstly causing this, and secondly, solving this, if you like, um, was was quite powerful. I wasn't reliant on circumstances, other people, um, media influences, or retail influences, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This was all down to me. And if I made that decision, then I could have the life that I wanted. And that's actually really empowering because. It, the power is within you already you don't you know you don't have to rely on other things it's literally sitting there waiting for you to unleash it absolutely absolutely and um and and that's exactly what happened and, and it felt you know that word unleashed is is a great word because it felt like i'd broken out out from the the shackles that were holding me back and um and i think because Immediately, I, I started to actually live this new life. I started to do new things. Like my my mental attitude um, improved massively, uh, almost immediately. Um, and because of that, I started to do things, and that became a kind of self reinforcing story for me. I was I was experiencing the things that I wanted to experience, and therefore that gave me more motivation to keep going and experiencing more of them. It's like the classic upward spiral. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So in terms of what you used uh, on your sober journey, it was filling yourself full of information of other people's sobriety journeys and then creating this new life and fitness. You didn't have any external help or support or anything. No, I, I, what I would say though is that on previous attempts to to quit drinking, so um, probably about uh, three or four years earlier, I'd gone maybe three months without um, uh, without drinking, uh, maybe a bit longer actually. But the but I did do uh, CBT at that point, and I did have um, resources from that CBT. Um, uh, intervention that I could go back to and look at. I didn't go actually go back into a program, um, but I did remind myself of of what that was, and and I think that that helped me quite uh, quite a lot actually. Because as I said earlier, the clearly one of the things that I was doing was trying to do more. And um, cognitive behaviour therapy is is mostly about what you do affects how you, how you think. And because I was doing more, I was thinking differently. And because I was thinking differently, I was doing more. It kind of comes back to that self-reinforcing. Yeah, so it's a knock-on effect uh, mm. in an entirely positive way. Absolutely. Um, but I didn't, I didn't go to, to any... I did think about going to AA. Um, but, uh, but in the end, I, I did, I, for whatever reason, I decided not to. So what would you say the hardest thing was about stopping? The, the temptations, um, and, and even now, um, and I'm sure it's, it's similar for, for people that uh, have been sober for a lot longer than I have, but um, you, you do occasionally still keep get you get those thoughts of, you know, it'll be all right, or a drink would be nice now, or um, anything that, that, that just kind of, pops up into, into your mind that chips away at everything that you, you're either building or that you have built. <clears throat> so being able to control those thoughts, 
<clears throat> those urges sometimes um, is is probably the most uh, the most difficult part. One of the big triggers for me was um, was drinking whilst I was was on my own. Um, and I think from what I know from other people, that's quite a common thing. Yeah, you're on your own, it's the evening, put your feet up, bottle of wine. Um, yeah. You know, it's just a, a chill out way. It's a really common story that we hear. Absolutely. And um, I stopped drinking on the 21st. On the, on the 26th, my wife went on a 10-day uh, trip to the Far East. <clears throat> and that was a massive, massive test for me um, because I, I had 10 nights on my own and, um, you know, she wouldn't know whether I was drinking exactly. or not. Exactly, if nobody else um, has it really happened. So if I was doing it for somebody else, then that somebody else wouldn't know. So everything would be fine, wouldn't it? Um, but I, And the temptation was was very strong during that, uh, that period. But by remaining focused on why I was doing this. Um, I, th I think it's very important to say um, that the change for me happened when I was doing it for me and nobody else. And because I was doing it for me, that period, you know, if, if I did have a drink, if I did you know, go to the off-license or the supermarket or the petrol station and get a couple of bottles of wine, um, I wouldn't be cheating on anybody but me. And the only person that would have the effect of, um, of, of, of that would be me. And that's what kept me going, I think, through, in that, through that period. That's really important, isn't it? it that your whole relationship was about you with you. You weren't yeah. because anybody else thought you should or said that you had to or anything was riding on it. It was literally a, a conversation within yourself. It was. It was. And, um, you know, whilst all of those other things, you know, outside of me were happening, it was only when I was doing it for me um, that, that essentially everybody else benefited. Yes, that's true. So it's you first and foremost, but mm. the wider effect, children, partners, family, you know, the whole, you have the whole way you do life changes, doesn't it? And so Absolutely. the ripples of that just go further and further and further. They, they do absolutely yeah self is a massive motivator then to stay focused i remember when i was um i don't know maybe up to about 30 or 40 days and suddenly i looked at the you know the number the days on your app and thought oh no now i feel under pressure because if i do decide that it's okay to have one drink i'll have zeroed my days again and that's awful and at the time i felt like that was a bit of a negative pressure but obviously it was just a little blip in my own bit of motivation and actually that pressure was all i needed to ride the blip out and and be you know be out the other side of it absolutely and one of the things that i did which i should also mention actually is um on that first day, 21st um, of January, I, I joined Team Sober. And um, probably for a, the first 100 days or so, maybe even more, every morning I would post, and I would post with what day I was on. In fact, I remember somebody commenting, saying that uh, it was like being in the big big brother house. It's day 24. <laughs> um, <laughs> But one of the, the reasons I did that was if I, if I didn't do it, I kind of thought, you know, I'd, I'd built up this expectation amongst members that there would be a post from me at, you know, 7.30 in the morning saying day whatever. And if that didn't appear, then it would be day one again or day zero. And, and that, you know, also helped me get through it. It felt, you know, like I said earlier, it's, it, you are doing this for you and that's what makes a big difference. But having that feeling of letting other people down also was a, a big influence in keeping me, keeping me going when, uh, when temptation arose. And it was, it was twofold as well because it was your own version of accountability. Yes. And, and yet you knew that uh, you know, other people were waiting for day 31 and the Jason Smith sober story. I, I should point out here actually that um, in Team Sober, you were so, so influential uh, in, my, in my journey. Um, I stopped drinking on the 6th of May. So what's that, four months 
ish into your journey um and whether you were still posting daily or not by then i don't know it didn't matter um there was so much joy and clarity and passion in all mm. of your posts and that is the point as well to me that you never know who you're influencing. I mean, I'm a, I'm a massive poster as well. So I probably wrote every time, Jason, this is amazing. I needed to hear this today. And if there's one of me posting that, there's a hundred other people who are feeling exactly the same way who didn't put a post on. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> and so it's really, you know, you never know whose journey you are influencing and that's it's so it's really hard to put into words because there must be so many people who are so grateful and thankful to you for those posts that you don't even know exist yeah and and um you know that that that's that that really is great to hear because you know the the the, the guy who influenced me i've i've been in touch with with him since and and throughout my journey and you know the gratitude that i have to him for getting me started um is, is immeasurable um and you know being able to to impact people's lives in a in a positive way is uh, is fantastic and you know in terms of of team sober if the um uh, I was invited to become a, an admin for for the team, um, and and having that sense of of responsibility almost um, is also another. It's a, it's it's almost like a, a another prop that that keeps you up and yeah. keeps you going. Yeah, I think it's about immersion, isn't it? The more mm. things of positive sobriety that you immerse yourself in the more pervasive it is throughout all areas. It becomes who you are. Yes, it does. And um, it, it's, it's, quite, it's quite strange because outside of, of Team Sober, you know, I've, I've obviously the people that, um, that I socialise with are primarily, you know, other dads that, um, that are in, in some way attached to, to um, my son's activities or school. Um, it's quite funny because I don't think any of them have actually given up drinking um, entirely, but most of them have, have thought about you know how how they do uh, consume alcohol and have at least cut back, and that's and and, and that's just you know a, a great thing as well because of the, the conversations that um, that we've had, and I don't force it on anybody. Um, I just say I gave up and I feel great as a result. And yeah. um, and, and, exactly and that that's enough sometimes. Those, those, that one sentence is yeah. almost says everything there is to say. And like you say, from that, it just sets a, a thought process in motion in other people where they start having a conversation with themselves. And like you say as well, a lot of the time, it doesn't mean completely giving up for other people, but it may just start a level of awareness that wasn't there before. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think you know, and just from my own experience, I I had normalised my consumption. Um, you, you know, you watch any TV program with uh, about anything basically, and there's pretty much always some kind of alcohol involved in it. Um, you, the, the 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 advertising of by drink by the drinks industry kind of makes you think that this is your way to relax, celebrate, or even to, you know, cheer yourself up when things aren't so good. Um, there's so much influence um, out there, maybe even pressure, for people to think that, you know, having a bottle of wine every night is normal. It's what everybody else does. And all those people that you, you know, that, that left the office at the same time as you were doing exactly the same thing. So therefore, it's all right. Um, it's it, it's 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 difficult to kind of break out from that, um, and, but when when you do, and other people see that, it it does I think tend to question you know they question themselves in terms of whether they should cut back as well. We've just finished watching um, a drama, um, Gold Digger, 
um, which was uh, was on the TV recently, and um, I was absolutely astounded. They, the entire program, the entire series, all of the adults had a drink in their hands all of the time, whether they were celebrating, having a really bad day, um, some, someone had died, it was a wedding, absolutely all the time. And what people, people really don't understand is the power of subliminal persuasion is mighty. It is absolutely mighty. And that's what advertising, you know, relies on. And absolutely. so for our, um, you know, to watch a relaxing drama of an evening in your own home, the messages that are being given to people are, are just so powerful. And, and it isn't, I don't think it is right or fair. No, I, I, I totally agree. And, um, you know, one, one of the things that buzzes around on my, at the back of my mind actually is, is whether I should do something more to try and, you know, to compound, to, to, to address that. But, um, you know, maybe that's a, that's a story for another day. No, I, I, mean, I, would, I would agree with you entirely though. And also I feel when I point it out to other people, um, they're quite defensive about it. So if it's friends or family that I'm watching the television with, they're like, oh, they're just having, you know, it's Sunday lunch, they're having a glass of wine. Oh, she's had a really stressful day, she's having a glass of wine. And they're actually defending the television programme. Um, mm. And again, that's part of not recognising how powerful this subliminal messaging can be. So I agree. Someone, someone, somewhere needs to do something about it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, how would you say your life has changed since the twenty-first of January till today? Is it the fourth of December? How hmm. has Jason's life changed? Well, it's 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 in a nutshell. It's it's become the life that I that I pictured. Um, and I think one of the things that surprised me was was almost how quickly some of those changes happened. So mentally, um, you know, my outlook, my, my attitude um, changed, I would say, pretty much immediately. Um, and that meant that I was started to do more things and do different things um, very quickly in, into my journey. Um, within about six to eight weeks, I'd lost um, a lot of weight. Um, I'd gone from around about 85 kilograms to um, low 70s, around 72, 73. Wow, that's... Um, that's yeah, and, and that was a mixture of, of not consuming a 1,000 calories every day and not you know, drinking, um, but also as a result of not consuming those calories, burning more calories by doing more things. Well, having, yeah, um, being more having more energy, so being far more energetic in your waking hours. Exactly, and um, I, I started. Uh, I started running most days. Um, I, as I say, I live very close to the to the Surrey Hills, and um, uh, instead of walking the dogs, I would I would run with the dogs, for example. I bet um, they lost weight too, haven't they? <laughs> well, it kind of got to the stage where you could see them looking up at me, saying, "That's enough. Let's go." Home. <laughs> <laughs> but that 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 wasn't the start of it. You know, I can remember having to walk up hills and things like that. But, um, but, but yeah, you know, the changes in terms of my fitness happened very quickly. Um, one of the other things which, again, probably contributed to, um, uh, to, to, to the 21st of January and the decision that I made was that I had liver problems. Um, I had fatty liver, and I was de actually denying that to myself and also to my, my GP and any other medical practitioner that I was um, that I was talking to um, and it was only when they um, did an ultrasound on me that that it was diagnosed as as fatty liver um, it, it's it just so happened that I had um, a, another scan <clears throat> booked about it was about two and a half three months after the uh, the 21st of January and that fatty liver had, had completely disappeared um, wow. <clears throat> I was taking blood pressure tablets because my, my blood pressure was, was high. Um, and <clears throat> I went after that, uh, that scan and getting the results with the doctor, they took my um, blood pressure in there. And it was, um, it, it, it had gone from being high to um, the other side of normal. So it, it, I think they call it optimal. Um, and there's such an extent that they they took me off the tablets because they were worried that my blood pressure might be too low. Oh, Jason, <laughs> um, that's amazing, though. That's incredible. 
Absolutely. And um, it's just it's just remarkable how quickly your body can recover, even though you may have been poisoned for, for many years, as I was. And um, But once you stop, you know, those those toxins and, and the effects of those toxins just kind of, you know, it doesn't happen immediately, obviously, but, you know, in the scheme of things, um, to have those kind of changes within two or three months was just amazing. And, and again, that was another reinforcing belief that, um, that, that, that made me convinced that I was doing the right thing and that, uh, you know, there were loads of benefits that I was experiencing as a result. It makes me, it makes me respect our bodies so much the fact that you know that you can put them through so much and yet they have all these resources within them to make everything okay again and then mm. when you respect your body you want to treat it well and so it becomes a case of I'm not putting anything in my body that is going to damage it because I respect it now so much for being this amazing thing yeah absolutely um it, it's it, it it's quite remarkable um you know what happens when you do have that type of attitude and and how quickly it happens um i think one of the other this might sound silly but one of the big achievements almost for me was um was going to the gym um now even whilst i was drinking i was fairly into my fitness um i i i've been studying and practicing martial arts for at that point, about five years, um, I go to the gym occasionally and would even even run occasionally. But it was always, you know, a, a huge physical exertion. Um, and one of the when when I <clears throat> take my son to school in the morning on the way home, I actually drive um, past the, the the gym of which I'm a member. But when I was drinking, you know, I felt so awful that I would drive straight past it, go home. And typically go back to bed and sleep for an hour or so. Um, the idea of, of doing anything that was, you know, in any way physical at, at, at that time of the day was just, you know, beyond my comprehension. So <clears throat> the first morning when I, instead of driving past the gym, pulled into the car park, got out and did a workout was a, was a massive achievement for me. Um, and just made me feel, you know, really happy and kind of it said, yeah, you've 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 changed. Things have have, have really are really starting to happen now. And you know, one of the things that is absolutely true of exercise is that it it makes you feel good. It releases um, endorphins and and have doing that workout first thing. It just really set me up for the day and continues to set me up for the day. You know, I feel so much better for doing that at um you know eight o'clock in the morning rather than two o'clock in the afternoon which is when i i would normally go to the gym if i could be bothered it and was such a massive difference you've got the adrenaline and the endorphins then in your exactly. from the start of the day and i think what you described there is such classic um habit formation so you know habits are something that we i don't think any of us realize the power of and all, and then we they are so difficult to break, but they're also very easy to break at the same time. And you you literally formed a new one as you as you finished the old one. That's really incredible. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it, it it it's it. Do, do, I think actually, when it comes down to it, that all of this is about habit. Um, yeah, you know, the, I when I was drinking uh, every night. That was, you know, it wasn't necessarily, most nights I did look forward to it. You know, sometimes, I, in fact, many times I was counting down the, the, the hours and thinking, well, is it acceptable now to open a bottle of wine? Oh, there's a, there's a football match on TV, I can have a beer or whatever on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Um, it was almost like it was an excuse. But sometimes it was, well, um, you know, it, it, it's got to eight o'clock in the evening and I haven't had anything to drink yet. It's about time I opened a bottle of wine and that was just pure mm. habit because I would do it regardless of whether I really wanted it or not. 
yeah it's really strong that's it's responsible for so many things in people's lives um, and like you say it, it's the habit talking it's not even about desire at that point it's just mm. because that's what we do yes absolutely but if you can replace those negative habits with positive habits um you know then all of a sudden you, your life, you know, it, it, it accelerates the changes that you're that you experience in as a result of stopping to stopping drinking. It's totally um, transformational. It is, yeah. And you know, one of the things I absolutely believe is that you know, for me, the way I framed this to myself was this. Of course, it was about stopping drinking, but actually, it wasn't. It was about designing a new life that I would be happy with, that I would enjoy living and that I would feel really good about. And um, that life didn't include drinking wine or beer or any other form of alcohol. You know, the two were incompatible. And so if I wanted that life and I did want that life, then I, I couldn't do the other things. And that new life included a lot of new activities which when you do do regularly at a certain time then yeah that's exactly how habits are formed and that in a nutshell you just described you know actual transformation and what i love about you is I, you, you can sense it in everything you say and everything you write it's like you have emerged um into the jason that was always in there and always ready and, and always existed but just needed to emerge and you know give you the joy that it was always there and ready for you it, it it reminds me of the the, the film the matrix you know it's it's like <laughs> I've been taking this pill for so long and, and, you know, this is how life is and, and, you know, just, just live with it and, and, and live it, I suppose. Um, and then, um, drown it in alcohol to, to make yourself feel better about it. And then all of a sudden you kind of realize, well, actually that isn't, that isn't the, the, the real life. The real life is, is something that's quite different to that. And if I take this pill instead, um, I can live that life. And it's actually kind of clear and pure, mm. the life that's waiting. It's not filled with stuff that weighs you down. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, in, in terms of habits, there's, there's a lot of things that, um, that, I've, that I've taken on that, that have really helped me on my journey as well. Um, so meditation is a great example, actually. Um, meditation, it was something for whatever reason, I, I kind of used to poo-poo in my mind. It was kind of, old, that's a load of old baloney. Um, but then again, from, influenced by um, something that I, that I saw somewhere, I decided to, to give it a go. I downloaded the, um, the Headspace app onto my uh, onto my phone um i know there are many other apps available yeah. by the way. <laughs> but um uh, but that was the one that, that i downloaded and decided to try it and you know it's it's quite amazing again how building a positive ha habit of meditating just for five minutes each morning um uh, whilst my uh, whilst my coffee is brewing um again changes so many things in your in your life and that's what's really powerful and i totally agree about meditation and the reason those apps are so good is because they're so accessible when it says five minutes no one hasn't got five minutes like you say your coffee might be brewing you might be waiting for something that happens every day but when you can change your mind every day that literally changes your life it does absolutely, and and it teaches you techniques. You know the um, you know, I know there are different forms of, of meditation, but uh, there's a technique called noting, which I find incredibly useful. Not just in terms of dealing with any temptation that might pop up in my mind, but any form of um, what I I would consider negative influence or thinking, where you don't question it, you just notice that it's happening and and park it. And, and move on and and I find that uh, an incredible tool 
um, for keeping me positive and moving forward um, because I'm not being negatively influenced by my own thinking anymore. It's like an actual tool, isn't it? It's a tool mm. that you can whip out when you need to, know you can rely on it, use it and, and carry on. And it's, it's done exactly what it needed to do. Absolutely, absolutely. So and, what and the, you, go on. <laughs> there's, there's many other habits that, I, that I've um, that, that, that I've got that I've started since um, since since I stopped drinking as well. Um, you know, yoga is another another good example for you know that that helps you in a similar way to meditation with the mind. But you know, the the the, the movements and the and the especially for somebody at my age um and the flexibility that it brings is is another great habit that i've that, that i've taken up and you're right uh, there's so many people do poo poo meditation and yoga and think oh you know that's not for me there's for a different kind of person and it's only when you've done it and tried it and thought why on earth did i have a negative perception of this thing before i even understood what it was about or what impact it would have on me and my body and my mind but I think it comes back to what we were talking about earlier of, of the subliminal um, yeah. programming almost of, of, of media and society now. And, you know, I, I think a lot of, of men in particular would probably feel a little bit embarrassed about admitting to their friends um, that, they're, that they're practicing yoga. Well, why is that? You know, yoga has a lot of benefits. There are you know, many sports people who openly talk about the um, the benefits of yoga and how it's enabled them to carry on in their career successfully over a, a longer period of time than would otherwise be the case you know so when something is so beneficial to so many other people why do we feel almost embarrassed about um about admitting to it and of course that's that's something that also applies to sobriety you know um i i took the route of telling people that I, was, that I didn't drink, that I'd stopped drinking, but without going into any detail as to why I'd stopped drinking and, and any information about, you know, the problems that, um, that I had with drinking. But, um, you know, there was almost a, <clears throat> an embarrassment of, of admitting that. And it's so, so true. And, you know, you and I have both experienced that, but so does nearly everybody else in the group. Um, yeah. There is, you know, there's a real... Um, fear about how do I tell people how do I explain it and it's crazy you know it, we don't need to explain or tell people it you know it should be something that we are overjoyed about and yet again it's just these perceptions from society that you know really influence the way we feel about them absolutely and um, I, I, I do believe though that one of the reasons that people may get uncomfortable with your decision to go sober is that it makes them question themselves. Oh, absolutely. And if, if, if it's my only explanation for it, because if, if somebody doesn't agree with it or has a problem with it, it's probably because they recognize something in themselves from what you've said. And, and that makes them, yeah, that makes them and, feel uncomfortable. And so exactly. to overcome that, they start poo-pooing you and, and your own decisions. It, it happens all the time, doesn't it? I remember somebody years ago um, saying to me, oh, I don't trust people who don't drink. Mm. <laughs> and now that's just laughable. It was obviously a reflection on how they felt about themselves. But until you know that, there's no way of understanding it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So what would you say, uh, loads of people who listen to this podcast and who have contacted me are considering becoming sober, they're trying to stop drinking. Um, what would you say to them? Have you got a message that you might give to them? Well, in, in, in the very simple terms, it would be go for it. The, the, and it doesn't you know, matter whether you, you have a problem or not, or, or whether you are one of these people who can properly moderate your your drinking um the effect that it that it has on your on your body on your life on your on your mind either you know immediately the the morning after or you know in my case in particular on an ongoing basis um 
life can be so much different. It can be so much better. You, I, I was drinking for a long time. I was stopping. I was trying to stop drinking for, for a long, long time. And I never, ever, ever imagined just how wonderful life could be without, without drinking. I never imagined how much the the constant drinking was was influencing the life that I was that I was living then and how much it was holding me back um basically stopping me from being the person that I could be or maybe even the person that I really am um it was kind of putting a, a big veil over me or something and 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 stopping being you know who I who I wanted to be um and if you want to live a, a better life, if you want to feel a lot better, if you want to experience life at its full, then I would absolutely recommend um, stopping, stopping, um, just stopping completely. It's um, it, it, the effect that it's had on me has been nothing short of amazing, and it it will be exactly the same for for anybody else too. Um, if you make that decision and if you uh, and if you go for it I wish you could see my face now I am grinning from ear to ear and I've got goosebumps all up my arms it's as you were talking I just had this so such clear image of Bilbo Baggins in the field (laughs) of long grass waving his arms in the air Mm. and in it pure joy and happiness isn't it it is yeah it's it really is and you know as as we said um at the beginning life goes on and and you know over the the last few months uh, there's been a few things that have that have happened in my life um you know that that haven't haven't been particularly positive but your ability to deal with those um emotionally and mentally is is just so much different if you're not kind of influenced by the or clouded by the uh, by, by the drink, um, it, it makes you a, a stronger person in in every respect, um, physically, emotionally, mentally. It 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 gives you it gives you a pride as well, actually, because if you're if you're like me and thought this wasn't possible, and there was a lot of years where I thought this wasn't possible, and that you know I, I even remember looking in the mirror and thinking you're killing yourself. You're, you're not you're how can you do that how can you but I still wouldn't stop um um you know just just having the getting over that and making the change you, it gives you so much self-respect and so much so much pride that it then rubs over into other areas of your life it's it's kind of well if I can do that then I can do this and yeah if I, it if can't I can, not can it you know that you have that power within you. Absolutely. So you then have the notion that I can apply this to anything. If I can do this, then there's no stopping me. It makes you stronger as a person. And if you're stronger as a person, then you're stronger in not just being able to, to turn down a drink, you're stronger in every respect. Amazing. I think that's an amazing place to leave it because who doesn't want to be stronger and you know there is no there's no greater finale I don't think an ending to it thank you so much Jason I can't tell you how excited I am to have spoken to you today so thank you very much for coming on the podcast my pleasure I hope it helps someone thank you take care take care bye-bye thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sober Stories I do hope you found it useful and inspirational. If you would like to share your story, please email hello at fayeedwards.co.uk.